702. Movies. Yes, what are we going to be watching this weekend and going into next week? And Anawa Live is joining us to tell us what to watch. Good afternoon to you. Afternoon, Jane. How are you? I'm fine, and you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Tell us about Dune Part 2. Yes, 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 yes. So June Part 2 came out, actually came out today. Um, please go see it in IMAX if you can. It's such a spectacle of a film, but this is the second installment of the remake of, uh, June, uh, the film that came out in 2021 was when the first one came out, directed by Denis Villeneuve. It has a star studded cast from Zendaya to Timothy Chalamet to, um, Dave Batista. To, um, um, Stellan Skarsgård, it's, I could go on forever, Javier Bardem, it's one of those big, mm. massive, epic films. And if you watch the first one, the first thing I'll just say, if you watch the first one, that is the one that came out in 2021, rather, let me put it like that. Mm-hmm. If you enjoyed that one, you'll definitely enjoy this one too. And if you remember anything about the, the, the one from 2021 is it almost ended on a cliff, a hangar. It was a beautiful film. We were watching it. We were all there. And then it just stopped. And then you're like, no. <laughs> and then you find out it may or may not happen. Uh, it's going to take however long. It's going to depend on whether it's profitable or not. And then it became profitable. Then uh, now we know three years two. later, we are on part two. And it is so good. It's such a beautiful film. It focuses on the the the, the coming of age aspect of the main character known as Polytrides. Mm-hmm. Um and so uh, I don't wanna reveal much. If you've seen the David Lynch run from the eighties, if I'm not mistaken, you kind of already know what the film is essentially about. And though for those who've even read all of the books, I have never read all of the books, only one if I'm not mistaken. But it's quite a huge um um fantasy, sci fi fantasy spectacle. And it also is uh has some quite dramatic moments but once again if this is not your cup of tea you might not like it but i don't see much that's not to like about this i got to see it on wednesday and it's quite a film it's quite a lot to take in but it's beautiful the entire time the score is amazing the the, the, just the grand epicness and the scale of it is just beautiful so please go see tune currently out of uh, at cinemas that's probably going to be one of the best things you're going to see at the cinema Hmm. um for the next couple of weeks maybe well, that's a good sell. What about Spaceman? Did you like it as much? Spaceman, Spaceman. So, um, I like it. So anything that has Adam Sandler in a, in a dramatic role will always have my, my attention. Let me put it like that. Why? Whether, because we usually know Adam Sandler as this wacky comedic actor, yeah. um, and nothing more to his, the movies he has to offer. But if you look at his dramatic performances or the films that is done where he, he, he plays a more dramatic role, whether it's Punch Drunk Love from back in the, in the early 2000s, whether it's, um, The Merowith Story, uh, by Noah Bombach, or even, even if it's Uncut Gems, which most people now know him as a dramatic actor based on Uncut Gems. Mm. Um, you know that he has a side of him that he really shows that you just like, why don't you do this? Why don't you just stay here? Don't do those other movies. Stay here and do this because you really shine here. Yeah, and that's the one thing that Spaceman has because it is quite a drama. It's also a sci-fi film. It's about, um, um, this man who's on a mission. He's on a six month solo mission to, um, um, space as an astronaut. And then, uh, we come to find through the film that he has some issues in his marriage and in his relationship. 
and he bumps into some creature um, and it's quite like surreal in the way in which it's presented. It's by the director who made Chernobyl. So if you know Chernobyl or you like the style of that filmmaker, you might like this film. Now, whether you like it all the way through, um, like I said, I found things that I like about it. I love Adam Sandler's performance. I love it. I love it when he, he he's, he's um, giving us more dramatic performances. And I like the general idea of what the film is exploring. Um, about about romantic relationships specifically marriage and when there's no one clear party that is like the husband was wrong or the wife was wrong it's more of a complex situation and it's things that are more intangible and we have to like really get into these people's lives mm. so that's what this film really is about even though it's in a sci-fi setting makes you um, work a and i think that it makes you work a little bit and i think that maybe the reason why it's even in a sci-fi setting is to give you that that this man is by himself for so long Yes, literally, he has all the time in the world mm. to just sit and think about his relationship. So, if you're drawn to to films like that, you might you might want to check this one out. And Equalizer Three, also a good cast. Is it? Is that quite Scorpio's getting Donna? Yes, 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 yes. Equalizer Three is the third installment of Equalizer. Spoken about it actually came out last year, mm. uh, so it's not a new release per se, but it is new on Netflix. So if you had never got the chance to see it in cinemas, I also do mention films that are now on streaming platforms, but that initially came out in cinemas. And Equalizer Three is currently just got added to um, 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 Netflix. So if you like any of the Equalizer, like Denzel, like Anton Fuqua, or if you just like some good um, action. Um, this is the film um, that you might want to check out. Like I said, most people probably might have already seen it by now. If you want to do a rewatch, you know where to find it. And um, yeah, if you've never seen it before and you missed it in cinemas, it's currently on Netflix. Uh, so I spoke to the producer yesterday of Death of a Whistleblower, and um, that seems to be going down well. I think it was screened in Canada somewhere, and uh, yes. I was just wondering what your thoughts are. I, I really, really, really love the film. Uh, I had watched, um, um, it's by Ian Gabriel, if I'm not mistaken. So mm. I love, I love the, the films by this filmmaker. But I think what I love more than anything else is we're currently in this age because, um, South African films had been in our heads at least, but also just in reality had been, um, um, painted as like these low quality, low budget films that don't really offer much and don't live up to the um, um, global or international standard mm. and what i do love about this film is that it's one of those films that's showing uh the audiences or anybody who's just like i'm not even interested in these films anymore and i'll just watch hollywood films that hey we have some pretty good talent locally not just when it comes to actors but we have good stories to tell uh we have some filmmakers who are who are really matching up to the, the global giants and this is a film like you're saying is doing pretty well internationally that's an indicator for you that this is a film that can um, compete at a global standard mm. so i really also do love that it's about um, um it's very uh, investigative and journalistic um that's another thing that we're very good up, um, um good at as south africans our journalism is on another level um our documentaries are really some of the best in, in the world but to see that being implemented in more of a fictional, um, 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 how can I put it, a form of storytelling rather than a documentary style one is always one way like, okay, we're able to capture this because it's also not easy to transition between these two. So this is a really, really good film. Um, it's on Amazon Prime Video. It's currently number two, if, if I'm not mistaken. So people are already watching it. I just don't know whether 
we are watching it as South Africans or it's just Amazon or uh, as a whole. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to be most of us South Africans are. I know we're so reluctant, aren't we? Really, really we need to watch our own, but actually we need to get out there and uh, mm-hmm. we might be pleasantly surprised. We, absolutely. Every year there's at least like at least two or three films that are like really standing on another on, on another level, you know. Mm. So I think this will be one of them for this year. So please go check it out. Yeah. And okay, let's get into series. Everyone likes a good series. What about Blood and Water? Season four. Yes, Blood and Water. Yes, yes, yes. Blood and Water season four. Um, I, at this point, I don't think I, I need to give a synopsis of Blood and Water season four. It's still the speaking of in, investiga- investigation or investigative based, um, um, stories. Blood and Water is very much in that, um, um, vein. Now, every once in a while, it can get a little bit ahead of itself. Uh, and a little, I don't want to say fantastical, but it is a fictitious story at the end of the day. So you kind of have to give it a little bit of, um, 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 you be a little bit lenient with it. But the fourth season is out. If you've loved, once again, it's one of those things that you know whether you like it or not. Mm. If you've loved or enjoyed any of the previous, um, three seasons, you're going to love this season too. Um, what did I want to mention? Oh, it's, it's slipping my mind at the moment, but I, oh yes, I do think this will be the last season of Blood and Water though. Wow. Uh, just based on how the story plays out. I might be wrong. I'd have to be revealing certain things. Oh. Uh, and I don't want to spoil it, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, that really is a um, tr- yeah. key to um, the success of so many of these, right? Knowing when to pull the plug. Because when, yes. you, when you know exactly what's going to happen after each one, it just... It's At some point, yeah, you start tuning out. And the, the nice thing I love about Blood and Water and most of these series is the fact that they're just six episodes, five episodes yes. sometimes. So you really can finish them in a weekend. Yes. Uh, it's not really like you're like, oh, that's, I don't know how 13 episodes of my life I'll never get back. No, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, and yes, you might if wanna... we want a good laugh, what's out there? Who's, what's, yes. what's Donnell Rawlings bringing us? Yes, so we have Donnell Rawlings. If you don't know Donnell Rawlings, you might know him as one of the stand-up comedians who came became popular around the time when Chappelle's show became popular in the early 2000s. He is one of Chappelle's closest peers, um, and he is almost just as funny. I say almost because it's Dave Chappelle. It's very difficult to compare anybody to him, yeah. um, but he's just as good. Uh, and so this actually, the stand-up is called uh, A New Date on Netflix, and it is actually... It says Chappelle's home team presents Donald Rowling the new day. And we haven't seen him in a, in a, in a high budget special like this. We see him, we'll see like a half hour special or 15 minutes set here and there. If you know him, you've seen him in podcasts and whatnot. And he has his own brand of humor. If you know him from the Chappelle days, he used to be known as a, his most popular character of the Ashley Larry. And he has like this really like goofy, irreverent type of humor. And he's just speaking about it. Once again, most comedians nowadays that we're seeing on Netflix, are mostly the older generation of comedians who've been doing it since some of us were even born, you know. Mm. And so now it's almost like they 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 they're finally getting the 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 recognition they deserve because Netflix is also very uh, driven towards stand up comedy and that's one of its main things. So you're probably going to end up seeing most of these comedians. Even last week I was talking about Mike Epps and Mike Epps is one of the older comedians. Um, so yes, if you love, if you just want a good laugh. It's not that long as 40 minutes, so it's not even an hour. Mm-hmm. You just 
pop it on and then, you know, watch it. And I'm sure you, you, you'll get to enjoy a few things about it. Once again, he has his own brand, specific brand of humor. Mm. So I don't want to say you will definitely love this. And then you're like, well, not really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you going to be watching this weekend? Ooh, this weekend, this weekend. Oh, yes, actually, there's a show I wanted to jump onto. It is called, um, it's on Amazon Prime. It's the Ma, it's, it's thingy, the, uh, the Marsh King's Daughter. Mm-hmm. It's actually a film, not a show. That's what I wanted to jump on. Ah. I hadn't even read, but I saw Ben Mendelsohn and, um, I'm forgetting her name, but the actor who plays, uh, the role of Ray in the new trilogy of the Star Wars. Um, um, so I, I just was like, I, this is at the top of my mind. I want to see this this weekend. Well, happy watching and thanks for sharing your thoughts and what you watched with us in our live. Thank you. Thank you.